Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Do you love the sound of squeaking sneakers on a shiny hardwood? You get just as pumped about a fast break dunk as you do a touchdown pass. Would you be just as excited to meet Jimmy Jackson as you would Archie Griffin? If so, then this is the show for you. You're listening to Shots from the Shot, presented by the OHIO Podcast. Now it's game time. OHIO, and welcome back to Shots from the Shot. I'm here joined again with Eric Boggs. How are you doing today? Doing great, Monk. Uh, it's been a beautiful day weather-wise. I mean, it's not too often here in the great state of Ohio and in Midwest in general where we get to experience 70s in late October, so I'll take it. All right. Got to love them Indian summers, man. <laughs> That's right. I'll take I, I don't mind if it stays here all winter. I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, I'd be happy with 65, honestly. <laughs> Anything with no snow. That's all I care about. But yeah, and I, I can't go to Florida, man. Too many dangerous things down there. So, um, but all right, well, let's uh, jump right into it. Um, our first segment, we are going to kind of go over the Buckeyes five on five inner team scrimmage that they had the other day and just kind of give you our thoughts and takes on it. And I'll let you start off. Okay, yeah. So, uh, for those of you who are listening to this, who normally hear my docile tones on the OHIO podcast, I am not Aaron Brown when it comes to football, but Aaron Brown <laughs> is not Buckeye Boggs when it comes to basketball. Um, I played basketball up through my sophomore year. Um, it was always my favorite sport. Ended up coaching basketball uh, uh, at a pretty high level in high school, so I, I feel like I can decipher the game of basketball much better than football. I love football. I understand football, but I did not play football. And the, and so the, all the little intricate things that Aaron can describe to people on the OHIO podcast that I cannot re- flip and reverse that when it comes to basketball, that's, that's my cup of tea. So <laughs> that being said, Jason, I was able to glean a lot from that scrimmage that I think it's worth talking about that I can kind of get you and the rest of Buckeye Nation excited about. So I know we are really high on all these freshmen coming in, Roddy Gale and Bryce Sinzenball and Bruce Thornton. Um, so these guys, these, these big name freshmen, right? that are all going to be all the all the talk. I want 
I want to just say this. I'm not doubting any of these guys are going to have a big impact this season. I definitely think that is on the table, Monk. But I am in love with these transfers that we have got. And they are in sync with Justice Suing, Eugene Brown, and Zed Key already. Our three, uh, uh, three returning veterans on this basketball team. Tanner Holden is the real deal, dude. I'm going to make a I'm going to make a uh, prediction right here. I think Tanner Holden is the second leading scorer on this basketball team this year. Uh, I, I could see it definitely. I agree with you there. And Isaac Likely is a <laughs> flat out animal. He is an animal at the point guard position. And let's not sleep on Sean McNeil. He is he is scrappy good, and he he's got a he's got a little baby floater that he he revealed in that practice that was sweet, and he's not just a setup shooter, which was what I was kind of afraid of. He knows how to move within the offense. He's a good passer. He's not the greatest ball handler, but he can handle the basketball, and he will kill you from the three point line if you leave him open. I think that these three transfers, Holden, McNeil, and Likely, coupled with Suing, Zed Key, and Eugene Brown, are the nucleus of this basketball team. And if the sooner that they can all sync together and they can kind of learn one another's games and begin to flow within the game, I think what you're going to see happen is the freshmen are going to be kind of uh, trickled in to the offense here and there. and. I, I, I just feel, and I, I know we're going to talk a minute here about Felix Okpara, but I just feel like right now, those seniors along with Zed Key is your starters. I think you've got Isaac Likely at the point, Sean McNeil, Justice Suing are 2-3, you can flip them around. Tanner Holding and Justice Suing can be 3-4, you can flip them around. Zed Key is at the 5, and I think Eugene Brown is your 6 man right now. That's my guess. That's my prediction. I can see where Sean McNeil is the sixth man, and they put Eugene Brown in at the four to start the game and put Justice Suing at the two and Tanner Holding at the three. But there, those those six guys right there, I think, are who Holtman are, is going to be using to start this season until Roddy Gale Jr., Bruce Thornton, Bryce Sensenball um, begin to uh, get acclimated to the college game. That's my prediction based off of what I saw in that scrimmage. Yeah, I, I definitely see that. And like uh, for McNeil, in my notes, I had, you know, uh, good defender moves well, spaces the floor. I mean, he just he seems like he's the type of player that could really be the glue guy that holds it all together, even though he's not the most impactful. But, you know, he, he does everything. And you got to love a guy in a scrimmage of all things that's just laying his body out, trying to dive for balls and in, into the benches. Like <laughs> I love seeing that type of scrappy fight in a player and justice suing man. Did he really show out and show that he is the man and he's, he's playing like he's got something to prove this year. Doesn't I don't know it, what it was. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't it feel like his game just is, is I would describe it as being fluid. It's like it's almost like he doesn't try too hard, you know. Right. He's not pressing at all. It's just I'm gonna let the game come to me, and when it does, 
boom, there's eight points before you know it. Two threes and a and a, and a, a stick back, and I've got eight points on you in two minutes. I mean, that's kind of like how his game is. I mean, there's some nights where maybe the game doesn't come to him, but he's not going to press his way into the offense. He's going to let the offense come through him and come to him. But I think the offense is going to go through Isaac Likely at point guard. I really think that he is going to be the engine that's going to make this thing go. And one night, Tanner Holden might have 20 points. The next night, Sean McNeil might have 18. The next game, one of the freshmen might have a big breakout game. But Isaac Likely is going to make the thing go. No, he's he's a beast. I mean, I knew he was big, but seeing him out there with all them other guys, he is huge. <laughs> I could not believe it. And he, I didn't realize he was that fast either. And, and you know he, who else is huge? Felix Okpara is a <laughs> tall man, dude. He looks, he's only he six. Like, he's six eleven, but with that wingspan, he's seven four. I kid you not. He he looks like he's put on probably about ten to fifteen pounds since he's been out of high school. So he was skinny. <laughs> so I got a I got a comparison for everybody for him. Late nineties into two thousand. He's the all-time leading block, uh, uh, all-time leading block getter at Ohio State, Ken Johnson. That's that's who he is. Ken Johnson was not a big-time scorer, but he was a presence down in the paint. Um, he really changed a lot of trajectories of shots because of his shot-blocking uh, abilities. In fact, uh, he not only leads. Uh, Ohio State in blocks. He leads Ohio State in blocks by over 100 and like 112 or something like that. Wow. <laughs> More than anybody else in school history. But that's who this guy reminds me of. He is going to start chipping away at Ken Johnson's record this year as a freshman when he's in the game. I would not be surprised if he doesn't average somewhere around a block and a half to two blocks a game this year, maybe even more, maybe two and a half a game. Um, his, his His game is not offense. Like I said, but man alive, is he better at defense than I thought he was. <laughs> yeah, he definitely is. He fits well. Like he, He's a perfect piece for what this team has because I, we have plenty of scores from what I've seen, especially with guys now being able to space the floor and actually be able to shoot three-pointers on like arms. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see this team. And once they gel, it's, it's just going to flow so, so well. Like they're gonna be scary good, and I was impressed with uh, Eugene Brown. Like he seemed to be pressing more on the offensive side, and his little addition of that, like getting close to the paint with his back to the basket and a little turnaround, he was money with that. Yeah, he's he um he's gonna be like I said, he's gonna be. I don't know that you can depend on him to be a consistent scorer, but he's definitely someone who I think is going to contribute on this basketball team. I think he's going to be the sixth man at first. Oh, yeah, but you, I, you can tell he's put in the work though in the offseason because yeah. he's definitely I, better than yeah. last year. <laughs> and I definitely feel, Monk, that there, this team is 10 deep. Oh, easily. Easily. Especially when the freshmen, you know, get acclimated and or you know, got a few more uh, weeks under them. I think they're gonna they're gonna hit some struggles at the start of the year though with inconsistency. But when we need them to hit hit stride, I think they'll definitely do that and more. Beautiful. 
So, um, well, who else do we got here? Um, I guess uh, Roddy Gale. Like, that kid has the poise of a senior, not a freshman. Like, when he's out there, it's just, he's so calm. And, I mean, he was not afraid to take, uh, you know, a shot if it was presented to him. He attacks the basket. Uh, good defender. I mean, I like his game a lot. And I wasn't as high on him until after the last episode listening to you talk about him. And I started watching more on the kid. And I am like overly impressed with him and what he's going to be able to do and achieve while he's at Ohio state. Yeah. You watch out for Ronnie Gale, uh, Roddy Gale. I think he's uh, I think he's a real deal, man. I really do. And I, I loved your comparison with Brandon. Like it fits so well with <laughs> everything really that that kid does. And I don't know, man, like I've been high on sense ball. I'm still high on sense ball, but in that scrimmage, did it not seem like he was short shot and everything. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, again, I, I think there's going to be an adjustment period here. Uh, it, it's not everybody is a McDonald's All-American who can come in and change college basketball. That's that's such a rarity. And, and, and I'm glad Ohio State doesn't build their program on you know, trying to get five McDonald's All-Americans every single year because – you might strike gold once, maybe even twice, but it is not a long-term consistent program-building philosophy when it comes to recruiting. So, you know, these guys are, are really good players. You know, they were all really highly recruited, top 50 guys, but they're not five top 10 McDonald's All-Americans. So it's going to take them a season – or half a season to adjust to this game because it is a completely different game. All right. Uh, it just looked like to me when he was, uh, he just wasn't getting a full extension on when he was jumping, for, you know, into the shot, like and his legs looked like he was like half jumping and it was making his shots come short. But I don't know. That just what is what it looked like to me. I could have just <laughs> been seeing things wrong, <laughs> but I don't know. Seeing that guy jump, I know he's got more in them legs than what he was giving on them shots. That's always the fear uh, of a freshman, too, is they're not used to the um, long season that is NCAA basketball, and they tend to lose their legs in the second half of the season. That's always a concern for a team with a lot of young guys. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see, but I still expect big things from this team. But I'm trying not to get too high <laughs> until we get to see what they are uh, actually going to be capable of doing. So, um, did we miss anyone? I don't think so. Zed Key was Zed Key. You know, he's gonna have he's gonna have a big chore trying to be the five man every every single night. I tell you, I, I don't know, man. He, he's starting to remind me of uh, Zach Harrison. <laughs> like all this potential and hype coming in, but just doesn't seem like he's quite gotten to where he should be. Well, I'll say this: Zed Key, do not shoot three pointers, please. Don't shoot threes. Stay in the paint. <laughs> Stay in the paint, big man. Stay in the paint. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, he gets uh, this last year or two, kind of like Harrison has, because Harrison has been an animal for that football team. So hopefully Key gets it going here because I, I don't know. I just thought he would be much better than he has been. 
I mean, he showed flashes. He's had, you know, that game against Duke last year. He was solid as heck in that game, but just kind of fell off inconsistently everywhere else. So, all right. Well, with that, then we will move on to our next one. Um, all right. We'll go over the uh, newest commit, John Juni Mobley Jr., four-star point guard. Uh, he's the number 43 overall prospect in 2024. He is a native of the Columbus area, but he, he does play his basketball for Bishop Gorman in Las Vegas, home of Tater Tot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, made made famous by Tater Tot. There you go. Hey, um, he's uh, six foot, 150, and man, does this kid have one of the purest jump shots I have ever seen like when I first heard comparisons of what people were saying like uh, Trey Young I was like nah there ain't no way you know and after watching all this footage on this kid he's got that quick release I mean you give him a slither sliver of space and he's gonna put it right in your face <laughs> like and he's, he's got range like I've never seen a freshman like because I watched a bunch of those freshman stuff I mean, he was, he had range from good 10 feet off the line and I mean, making it with ease and consistently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got to watch a video of him, uh, from his sophomore year. So the, this past year, uh, season for Bishop Gorman. And I came away from that, watching that game saying that might be one of the sweetest shots I've ever seen. It mm-hmm. is so pure. It is so pure like that. That is something as a basketball player to be envious of. It's so effortless, you know. <laughs> it kind of reminds me, like I, I'm going to make a wild comparison here. His shot is as smooth as Ken Griffey Jr.'s swing when he was Ooh. young. How about that? Ooh, I like it. <laughs> smooth, like it just looks so perfect. That that the and, and here's the thing. I know he's got some areas of his game he needs to polish, like dribbling. He's a good dribbler, but you know, he could he could improve that. He's not afraid to go inside, you know, take the ball to the rim, but he needs to develop his body to get more physical. He's only 150 pounds. Yeah. You know, I mean, you 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 think that he's going to take the ball up against someone like a Felix Oparo or a Zed Key? <laughs> no. Uh, no. No. Okay. With, with the the style of game he plays, he really don't need to. I mean, because he's got that little crossover and that uh, pop up jumper from mid range. Right. And a right. Wow. But I'm just saying, if you want to be a complete player, which obviously he's going to want to be a complete player if he's going to want to play in the NBA, he's going to have to develop a little bit more physically. You know. Right. And, yeah. get, you know, get a, you know, and I know, I know there's already people say, yeah, but what about this guy who, you know, wasn't, or this guy who wasn't like, if you're going to be a six foot two man in the NBA, okay. You're going to have to put on some muscle. You just have to. Right. Yeah. And I mean, when I was reading on him, that was one of the things that a few people were mentioning was that his driving to the lane needs to improve. And you're a hundred percent right that he has to add weight to be able to do that. But I'll say this, Monk, he's got the first step to making that happen. He isn't afraid to take it to the rim. Uh, that for sure he's not. That is watch. a big that's a big thing with a lot of younger 
um, skinnier players is they, they, they rely too much on their jump shot um, instead of taking, you know, heck, you know, two points or, or taking it to the rim and drawing a foul on somebody, you know, that's a, that's a big part of the game still getting a team in foul trouble. So, right. you know, but he's not afraid to do that. And so I, I got to give him props for that. So he's, he's got the first step to get there. It's just a matter of time, uh, spending time in the weight room, and getting on a nice a regiment diet of you know protein, uh, making that body a little harder, um, and then obviously continuing to work on that sweet shot and those ball handling skills. So you say he's going to eat his way into the starting five <laughs> and got to eat that tri tip. <laughs> it might be that might be what I'm saying. Yes, he hangs out. A, he hangs out with Chris and I and, and Mike Wargo a little bit in, in Pittsburgh. That weight will get on there easily. Trust me. No, I think you guys need to reach out then. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's funny you're talking about uh, driving to the lane because that's a, a Tanner Holden special. That guy has led the country last year in foul at, or free throw attempts and getting to the foul line. So you'll be seeing a lot of that this year. Uh, that yeah, guy. I think. So. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Um, anything else that you want to touch on with uh, Mobley? No, I think I, I just I, in general he's the first recruited the 2024 class. Uh, that seems so far away because he's only going to be a, a junior next uh, next. Well, let's see, junior this year. So, right, um, yeah, this school year. So this will only be his junior year of uh, high school basketball. So he's two years uh, going to be two years until we see him. So you know, most of the guys that we're talking about are are going to be graduating and gone. And there might be one of these freshmen around still as a junior between Roddy Gale and and Bruce Thornton, Bryce Sensabaugh, uh, Bowen Harden, Hardman. You know, probably Bowen will be here still. I'd say Felix. Bowen and yeah, and Felix. Felix. The other three are probably going to be in the NBA more than likely. Maybe Bruce Thornton will be a junior. Maybe he's sticking out three years. Right. Um, but. Yeah, I, I totally think Bryce Sensenball and Roddy Gale will probably not be here <laughs> when Junie Mobley uh, steps on campus. All right. Yeah, they'll be gone after a year or two, definitely. So, um, but I'm going to call it right now with uh, Junie. He's going to be the first one, first uh, college player to get an NIL deal with an umbrella company from all the three pointers he's raining. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. So, Very good. All right. Yeah. Taking it okay. rain. All right. Well, our next up, we I guess we can go ahead and we'll do our uh, Mount Rushmore of the 1980s Buckeyes basketball. Yeah. And, so this is this is going to be interesting, isn't it? Yeah. And I mean, we we didn't really set ground rules, so I kind of went off of what you guys did with the football, where um well actually no maybe i didn't of graduating in the 80s because there were so many players that you could have picked that were like you know in started in the 70s ended in the 80s or vice mm-hmm. versa so might might be a free-for-all on this one <laughs> yeah i'm expecting that because i didn't i didn't read that from you and but at the same time i actually kind of went a little bit of a different way um, than what you might be expecting here. So this will be very interesting. Mm. All right. Well, with my first pick, I went with Dennis Hobson. I mean, dude averaged 29 points per game. It was, I don't know if it still is a school record, but it was for a long time. He's uh, 
third in school history, I think, in career points with mm-hmm. uh, 2,096. And so, I mean, how do you go against that? I mean, he's, he's voted as one of the top 50 Buckeyes of all time. So he seemed like a solid pick to me. <laughs> and unfortunately, a lot of these guys were just a little bit ahead of my time of getting into basketball. So I'm kind of flying blind here. <laughs> with blinders on <laughs> yeah he was also one of mine so we, we we were one for one with each other um yeah when you're the leading scorer in ohio state basketball history with 2096 points um and you scored 958 points in the 1986-87 season which by the way is more than 200 more than any other buckeye has ever scored in one season Wow, dude, you're going to be on the Mount Rushmore. Okay. Like you, you are, you're not only on the Mount Rushmore of the 1980s, you might be on the Mount Rushmore of all time for basketball. Just uh, yeah. that out there. I would have to say so. That's quite the accomplishment. I mean, I know Jerry Lucas is obviously the one everybody's going to go to, which is right. understandable. I get it. But you know, Dennis Hobson might be right there. <laughs> he definitely can make a case for it. That's for sure. So, um, you want me to keep going or? Yeah, you go ahead and give another one. Let's see if we can go two for two. How about that? Mm. All right. I went with Clark Kellogg. And two for two. All right. Yeah. He uh, he had two years where he was the leader in, I think, scoring rebounds at like 16.1. And then I think it was 10 and a half rebounds per game. He was a Big Ten MVP in 82. It's just too bad he had that knee injury in the NBA because he would have been the man there as well. Because he had a good couple of seasons when he was there at Indiana. So Yeah, I, so he was the All-Big Ten Conference. He was also the most valuable. He also earned most valuable play, player honors as well. Um, and the thing about Clark Kellogg and the reason why I had him – on my Mount Rushmore monk, not only because of what he did in college, but uh, Special K, as what as what he was called, you know, Clark right. Special K Kellogg. Um, he was kind of a trailblazer. Um, Converse signed him to an endorsement deal uh, where he had his own sneaker. I mean, kind of a little bit of before his time, you know. Right. Um, that a lot of people uh, don't realize. And of course, you know, he had a decent NFL or excuse me, NBA career, but more than, more than that, his contributions to the game of college basketball from the, um, from the media side is been tremendous. Like he's one of the voices of NCAA basketball. You know, you hear that voice of Clark Kellogg and you know, it's, it's NCAA basketball time, baby. So, I mean, he's got to be on the Mount Rushmore, not only for what he did on the hardwood, but what he's done for the game overall, in my opinion. Yeah, and especially, you know, in the time he was coming up, athletes were just considered dumb jocks. And, you know, didn't really talk. And I was reading a story of him when he first went to, up to his mom and said that he wanted to be the guy with the microphone in his face and in his hand. And she just simply said, well, you better learn some literacy. (laughs) That's what kind of sparked him to get going. So that's kind of a funny story. I thought it was pretty cool. But he just seems like a down-to-earth guy, too. I mean, when he was inducted into the Hall of Fame for broadcasting or whatever big award it was, 
Um, he said, you know, it's not about me. The game's about the players. He's like, I'm just here to try to explain things for people to understand and not get in the way of them enjoying their game. So, you know, he, he's about everybody else more than himself, even from his job. Right. <laughs> so that's pretty sweet. That's that's why he's just everybody likes him. Yep. <clears throat> so I guess I will try to go three for three here. <laughs> Let's see what happens. All right, this one's kind of off the page here, but because uh, it was first at Wisconsin, but I went with Brad Sellers. Mm, we didn't agree on one. Okay. Ooh. All right, so let's do this. Why don't you give me your fourth one and see if we can agree on three before we start arguing here? Okay, I went, my other one is uh, Kelvin Ramsey. All right, we didn't agree on the last two. All right, and I will, I will absolutely go to war on on my on my number on my third guy here. Yeah, you probably know a lot more about these guys than I do, so I can't really go to war with you. But I'll <laughs> gladly, I'll gladly listen and learn. All right, so one of the guys I picked here is Jay Burson from '86 to '89. Burson was Ohio State basketball. He had one of the greatest. Uh, high school basketball careers in the state of Ohio. He was Mr. Basketball in the state of Ohio, I think for two seasons, his junior and senior year. He averaged 22.1 points per game uh, at the end of Gary Williams' tenure for Ohio State. Um, and then what what happened to him in the 89 season, 88-89 season against Iowa is absolutely criminal. I'm not sure if you remember what this story or not, but he got seriously injured um, and had to be put in one of those halo uh, braces that he had to wear around his skull right, uh, into his neck. And um, which was just terrible because he was a fantastic basketball player. Now, statistically, he was good. He's eighth all-time scoring with at Ohio State with 1,756 points. He probably would have finished somewhere ahead of Jim Jackson. Of course, at the time, Jimmy Jackson was not at Ohio State yet. Michael Red obviously what hadn't been at Ohio State. William Buford hadn't been at Ohio State. So he was looking at being the fifth leading scorer at the time when he when he right. set these scoring <clears throat> records, and he probably could have gotten close to fourth maybe maybe probably not but i mean you know he was solidly in the fifth and scoring at ohio state his game was very very nice i mean there was i'm not comparing him to aaron craft but there was a little bit of an aaron craft in him right. as far as his ball handling and the way he was able to get himself out of trouble with his with his dribbling and like i said he was just a a gamer and a scorer, man. And so I think Jay Burson has got to be in in in, in the Mount Rushmore from the 80s. I, I, right. I, I I'm I'm willing to die on that hill. Now my other guy, not so much. I just love him. <laughs> There's really nothing I can throw at you statistic wise to say he needs to be here. He was a great player, but that's Ronnie Stokes, who's also the color commentator on the radio for Ohio State men's basketball. Um, he's eighth all time in assists with 419, um, great, uh, a great ball handler. Again, it was a fantastic point guard, uh, wasn't a tremendous scorer of the basketball, but, you know, wasn't afraid to have games where he could, could light it up for you. 
Um, but he was great, great point guard and a lot of fun to watch. And so I think Ronnie Stokes needs to at least be in that discussion. He's also seventh all time in Ohio State in steals with 158. He was a tremendous defender. Again, not as good as Aaron Kraft or Jay Burson, which, by the way, there's another stat for you for Jay Burson. He's third all time in steals at Ohio State with 204. Yes, Aaron Kraft leads that statistic by a mile at 337. No one's even close to that. In fact, only two guys, Shannon Scott and Jay Burson, are in the 200s, and Aaron Kraft is at 337. So, I mean, it's it's hard to <laughs> argue the success of Aaron Kraft defensively, right? Right. But, but Ronnie Stokes was, in the same breath, a very good defender and a very good ball handler. And and occasionally on his on a good night, he would have a really, really good offensive night as well. So I got to put Ronnie Stokes. He's my fourth guy, but I'm willing to trade who the fourth guy would be with you as long as you added Jay Burson. All right. Well, here's it'll make me sound a little better because I had a, a short list of like eight to ten guys, and I actually have Jay Burson on there and Ronnie Stokes on there. And there really must good. there must have been something about the those eighties the eighties decade with like really good defenders because uh, didn't wasn't Troy Taylor and Tony Campbell both like really solid defensively as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and Troy Taylor was another good ball handler who was, uh, I think he was, I think he actually has more assists than Ronnie Stokes does, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, but here's the thing. When when Gary Williams came to Ohio State, and of course, he obviously left Ohio State, went to Maryland and won a national championship for the Turtles. Um, <laughs> still bitter about that, by the way. Right. <laughs> Gary Williams was a fantastic basketball coach and really turned things around for Ohio State in the 80s. Ohio State had some very, very good basketball teams in the 80s that were, were, you know, uh, competing for Big Ten titles year in and year out. They might not have won, but they, they were there competing and were within a game or two at the end of the season every single year. And so, yeah, that that's something that needs to be um, acknowledged in the 80s when you're talking about who's the best in that era in that decade all right i'll tell you i wouldn't mind finding some uh high school game footage of taylor and campbell because they i believe they were high school teammates as well that's cool man even though they were undersized and didn't make the nba because of it which is just a travesty (laughs) different era man oh yeah yeah definitely it's crazy to think back on that how many people that might have been good that just didn't get the shot for that reason alone yeah, Ohio State, uh, uh, well, not Ohio State, but basketball in general back then, it was a tall man's game. It really was. Mm-hmm. It was the ball always went through the center, you know, a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember all the dominant centers growing up. Like it's, That's why it's so crazy to see what centers do now and how the game's just completely upside down. But I'm waiting for a team to that makes that flip back around to try to, to change it back to a big man's game in the post right it's gonna happen at some point but, all right yeah that will cover that one then and i guess we can have a little fun here because one of the big topics throughout the college is the football players saying that they could get a team of five that would beat 
the Buckeye t- uh, basketball team. <laughs> so I, I figured yeah. we, we, this this would be uh, kind of fun to do because I tell you that uh, the football team's definitely got some basketball players that could definitely hold their own. Oh, do that now. Yes, <laughs> they do, man. I actually put a starting five together that I think could compete in Division One college basketball. I'm not saying they would win a ton of games. Okay, I. I'm not even saying that they could win. I think they could probably beat a few schools. I really do. But I, I bet you have four. We have four of the same. Okay. Do you Just want to do the guaranteed. same thing? You want me? You want me to flip it around? Instead, yeah. I'll do first. Okay. I'll, yeah. Let you go first. All right. I'm gonna just go down my lineup. Um, I'm gonna start at my point guard position at the number one. This kid played high school uh, basketball. And was just as good, believe it or not, in basketball as he was football. And he's doggone good at, at football here in Central Ohio. And he still should be a senior in high school. And if this kid was a senior in high school, he'd be dominating the hardwood in Central Ohio as well. That's Sonny Styles. I'd put Sonny Styles at the point and let him run the point for me. He was electric on the court. I know he's a tremendous football player. And he's got a bright future as safety in the Jim Knowles defense. But Sonny Styles on the hardwood was a gamer as well. Very good basketball player. Was probably a Division I basketball recruit if he was not playing football. But he was so good at football, the basketball recruits had to stay away from him. But Sonny Styles is my point guard. Yeah, I've got him, but I've ha- I have him at my shooting guard. The point guard is where I was kind of having trouble on who to take. <laughs> yeah, I I figured Sonny Styles was so good of an athlete that I would put him at my one. Now I don't know how good this cat was at basketball, but he talks a big game. He talks bigger smack about basketball than he <laughs> does football, and that's C.J. Stroud. Yeah, I knew that's where you were going. <laughs> apparently, C.J. Stroud can flat out stroke it is what I what I have heard. Now, I have not seen it. I have no proof of that, and I've not watched one <laughs> clip of him in high school basketball. But the dude talks some serious trash about basketball. And if he's that good of a of a trash talker in basketball, and yet he doesn't do it at all in football, he must be pretty good. So I've got C.J. Stroud as my shooting guard at number two. See, I, I kind of went the opposite way with that. <laughs> it's like, is he talking so much because he's just not that good? <laughs> Maybe I mean, he's not good at all. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm sure he's good. Like, he's just an athlete. But I, I don't know, man. Just something about that kind of seemed off. But I mean, plenty of the other players said that if you know they were going to put a team together, he would be one of them. But uh, I went with Cam Martinez as my point guard because I know what a great athlete he is and he was solid at basketball as well. See, and that's, you know, that's, and, and that's part of that locale. You know, I put Sonny Styles where I did because I've seen him play here in central Ohio, where you being from the state up North, you've seen Cam Martinez play. And that's a good one. I didn't know that. So I, I could maybe float styles to the two and put cam at the one you know i can right. see that, where that might might work and bring maybe cj cj's just the hype guy off the bench i don't know <laughs> yeah i could see it <laughs> start calling him flavor Flav. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there you go all right number three for me uh this cat is all muscle and he was really good at basketball again another ohio kid who i've Can't seen guy, that's kate stover our tight end um Cade Stover was a heck of a basketball player, played AAU. Um, the basketball players, some of the basketball players have played against him, and they will tell you he is good. 
He was very, very good. So I got Cade Stover as my three-man, a little muscle there. I've got Cade Stover as my small forward, and I, I've heard best, like national basketball players talking about playing AAU with him and how great he was. It, he easily could have been a D1 ball player at probably any school in the country. Number four. All right, we're going to my power forward, man. This kid all, get the, same. all the way from Washington. He was mm-hmm. going to be rumored to have played both for the football team and the basketball team because he was that good at basketball. Even though he doesn't seem to have the body for basketball, JT Tumulau was good. And I've seen some basketball highlights of that kid. And if he was good enough to where he had, he wanted to play basketball for Ohio State and they were considering letting him do so, that should tell you something. JT Tumulau at the four for me. I tell you, I would not want him posting up on me after seeing what I have seen when he's doing it. He is a monster. And I mean, just that lineup right there of Stover and JTT. And then, I mean, Sonny Styles isn't a small guy by any means. Like that, That's a powerful team already. And I know your last guy is about to make it even bigger and more powerful. <laughs> you can't teach size. Right. <laughs> right. We're talking almost Felix Okpara size here, but absolutely can just take up the entire lane. OK, uh, Zed Key is a big boy at six, eight, two fifty five. Even he looks like a point guard next to Dewan Jones. Right. <laughs> and Dewan Jones literally played high school basketball for reals and was really good. OK. Uh, which is one of the reasons why Ohio State took a chance on him out of Indiana when he was only considered a low three-star football recruit because they saw the footwork he had in on the hardwood in basketball. Dewan Jones absolutely, which he can dunk easily, by the way, for as big of a human being as he is. Could you imagine the uh, the low post of JT Tumulau and Dewan Jones and you've got Cade Stover driving the lane? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, that's a powerful lineup, man. That that was my thoughts from putting this team together. It was just big speed because in that you know low low space, and we all seen Dwayne Jones get out on the open field and move, and in that confined area, <laughs> I'd hate to be around that guy because he is just gonna punish you all game long. And I'll, you ever watch um, any like the and one basketball? I have. It's not my favorite. It's not my cup of tea. I'm a traditionalist. I'll be honest, but I have seen the videos. Yes. Well, they had a big guy on there, um, Escalade, and that dude was like a dancing bear out on the court, like his footwork. And that's what Dewan Jones reminds me of. He's got that little step back, the, the little spin move. I mean, it's unreal to see that guy on the court. He should not be able to move like that. And he can get up and dunk with ease. I mean, I know he's tall, but he he still like can jump really high. So it's pretty pretty amazing. And he's got a good good smooth jump shot as well. So I would I would love to see them run a charity game against the basketball team, raise some money for something. I think they would get a lot of a lot of viewers. You know, they would sell out the Schottenstein Arena. Yeah, it would be it'd be a lot of fun. I I think it'd be, you know, obviously it'd have to be off season, out of season. But you know what we should do, Monk, is as the basketball team goes through the season, 
against uh, the the schedule that they have, we should see how many teams that we play that we think they that this lineup that we just created could legitimately, uh, you know, play within ten points of. How about that? Oh, I like it. I think they would beat just about any lot. Well, beat a lot of teams, especially in the Big Ten, because you know it's a power beat 'em up conference, and you're gonna have a tough time beating down football players. So, and then one more thing I would love to see. I mean, you can't obviously expect them to get out there and play, but I would love to see the football coaches against the basketball coaches in a skills competition. Oh, well, I'll say this, man. Ryan Day, could <laughs> he could stroke it back in the day, man. <laughs> oh, I would like to see it, though, man. Tell me that wouldn't be so fun to watch. I know I, I would want, have to bring my happy ass down. Oh, sorry. Happy butt down from <laughs> up here to go watch that. <laughs> oh, don't worry. When you hear the OHIO podcast that we just got done recording earlier, uh, that seems like nothing com- uh, right. compared to what conversation <laughs> came up with uh, uh, Sergeant MVP. So you're good. <laughs> oh, I was dying on that episode you guys did last week. I, oh, what the heck was it? Oh, yeah, about the Woody hat. <laughs> Woody hats. Or Woody hats. Yeah. The yeah, best well, thing yeah. ever. <laughs> Woody, hey, we're going to have to get you one, man. It, it's a real thing. It's really coming. Oh, absolutely. All right. Um, we'll move on. I just got one more kind of thing, you know, a little, little fun. I, I didn't send you anything on it because I, I just want, like, First thought out of your head, kind of answers. They're easy questions, just kind of poking fun. Um, so do our buzzer beater, the team up north edition. First question is, who's the bigger clown? Desmond Howard or Jim Harbaugh? Desmond Howard. <laughs> I knew you were going to pick that. I would have picked it as well. <laughs> I, 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 honest, I know that I know that Jimmy's in the in the clown car, but Desmond's driving it right now. All right. And that doesn't mean that Jimmy won't, uh, you know, they won't do a Japanese fire drill and change change seats at a at a stoplight <laughs> because those two are both both clowns. Like absolutely, they're they're both clowns. But yes, I, I definitely think that. Desmond Howard right now. I do not I do not understand, Monk, how this guy is still employed by ESPN. Because ESPN I've, I've, is a joke. No kidding. I've no I've no idea how this guy still has a job. His takes are so stupid and off the wall that no one can literally take him serious. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, and that kind of goes with the next one. Which which one of these was more pathetic? Desmond Howard's playoff predictions or Harbaugh's born on third comment? Uh, the playoff predictions, and I'll tell you why. I think the born on third comment, although has added a lot of fuel to the fire, that it's not completely stupid. Like, it, it, what that comment showed was he was very jealous of what Ryan Day inherited from Urban Meyer. Right. That's what that that's what that comment showed was jealousy. Okay. Um, so I but it wasn't completely stupid of a comment. Brian uh, Desmond Howard's <laughs> playoff predictions are Greatest. just they're 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 I don't understand again. How did someone at ESPN look at that and say, Are you serious? We're really gonna make a graphic of this guy? I bet you the camera guy didn't even want to put it up. <laughs> so bad. So bad. 
Man, yeah. I mean, after Ohio State beats Michigan, he's not going to have one of those teams in there. You're right. And then um, who would win in a slap fight? Desmond Howard with Harbaugh against Juwan Howard. What kind of fight? A slap fight, you know, because Juwan Howard smacked that. Yeah, like slapping because Juwan Howard slapped that coach last year. (laughs) Well. (laughs) Jawan Howard would win. He's got more practice. He's also got got bigger hands, right? Right. I would love to see the the sissy slapping of Harbaugh and Desmond, though. That'd be something to watch. Absolutely. (laughs) But, yeah, these were just kind of nonsense things, but I thought it would be kind of funny to do. And then – I like it. uh, What state did the Team Up North's last two Heisman Trophy winners come from? Oh, that's Ohio. Yeah, it's got to give Ohio some love. That's why I threw that one in there. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 where where would that team be without Ohio, man? Uh, uh, probably in the MAC. I mean, they would <laughs> they would they would not be who they are without nope. without living off of the recruit recruiting of the state of Ohio. Now, I'll say this: um, they are having tremendous success right now without without too many Ohio guys on that roster. So you got to give them credit for that here lately. Um, and if they ever can pick up the recruiting from the state of Ohio, uh, that that's something to be a little bit concerned about. So and they won't be able to because Michigan State's doing it, uh, Penn State and Kentucky. Well, here's the other thing. <laughs> I don't know if you follow recruiting, Monk. I mean, I, you know I do. We, we kind of have to for our show. I but, love recruiting. It's like a religion. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at um, the 2023 recruiting numbers from each state, right now Michigan State is out recruiting the team up north big time amongst the top 15 recruits from the state of Michigan. Oh, yeah. I, I tell you who I'm surprised has got quite a few from Michigan is uh, Minnesota and Northwestern. Like, I mean, I – the level of talent that's starting to pop up in this state is like just blowing my mind because I'm not used to seeing all these like top tier players and like nationally rated players. It's just something, you know, maybe we get one or two in like a five year span, but we've got them year in and year out now. But I think a lot of that has to do since they started doing those seven on seven things. Yeah. You know, because people are getting getting their name out there more okay and then i got just one more for you okay what is the greatest quote from the team up north greatest quote yep well they'll tell you it's the team the team the team well i'm gonna tell you it's actually time out <laughs> yeah chris weber <laughs> We don't got one. We don't have a timeout. Oh, no. uh, to me, that is the best thing. I can't help but laugh at that every time I see it. Oh, that's great. So, yep. but yeah, that, that's where we'll uh, go ahead and get out of here and call it call it a weekend and get ready for the grind again. Yep. Hey, just so uh, all of you are aware, next time you hear Monk and I, we're probably going to record again after the season starts their first game. Uh, is November 7th against, against Robert Morris, and then they play Charleston Southern on November 10th. They will probably have played those two games by the next time you hear from the Monk and I uh, as we come back and uh, hopefully review uh, the uh, two two first wins, right? 
So Absolutely. That's, that's something to look forward to. Um, I, I know football's in full swing, and so basketball's not at the forefront of everybody's minds right now. I get that. <laughs> so, uh, But we do want to at least keep you updated. As we've done these uh, uh, last two shows, we've kind of done a preseason type of preview for you all. And then, uh, believe it or not, man, basketball starts early November. It's almost here. <laughs> so uh, there you go, man. Next time we uh, record, we'll have two games to talk about. Right. Yeah, we've got a few people on the uh, Facebook fan page that have done a really good job at keeping updated on posts on basketball as well. So I'm appreciative for those guys doing that. That's really awesome. I love that fan page. Yeah, and thank you so much for being an administrator on there, Monk. Appreciate that. And uh, thanks so much for taking over the host duties for Shots from the Shot this year, man. No problem at all. I love it. I was getting in just recorded with you guys. <laughs> Something I look forward to. So, all right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening and all your support, as always. Keep calm and Buckeye on. Oh, come, let's sing, oh, highest praise and songs through armor while our hearts rebounding thrill and joy which death alone can still summer's heat or winter's cold the seasons pass the years will roll time and change will surely show how firm thy friendship oh yo when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.